Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition. In this series, the Bankers editors are speaking to industry experts from across financial services to explore how banking is responding to global challenges and trends, such as the COVID-19 pandemic, sustainability, and the drive for increased technological innovation. I'm Marie Kemple, the Bankers Investment Banking and Capital Markets Editor, and in this podcast, I'm joined by Alan Baker, Global Head of Power, Advisory and Project Finance at Societe Generale. Thanks for joining me today, Alan. Thank you. Pleased to be here. Great. And in, the, and in this podcast, we're going to be discussing the transformative potential of hydrogen as an energy source and the challenges of financing this area of still emerging science. So maybe to start with, Alan, could you, could you give us a kind of overview of why hydrogen in particular is such an important area of focus at the moment? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I think hydrogen is probably one of the most flexible um, means to meet energy transition. It's one of the key tools in the um, transition arsenal and becoming increasingly so I think the reason we focus so heavily on it is because um, we see it as firstly a replacement for fossil fuel. That's grey hydrogen, um, obviously, but also in areas like mobility, power, industry, feedstock for, for chemical industry and heating, which are very difficult to get to with electrification, so renewable energy or other means of decarbonisation. So it's a key tool there. I think it's also a potentially transportable um, product which means that you can transport green electricity from one market to another for example from the middle east where it's relatively cheap to produce hydrogen from solar very strong solar resource there very cheap um, and it can be shipped to areas that don't have the benefit of that kind of natural resource so we see it as well as a, um, a transportable product a transportable clean energy source although there are challenges with transport um, obviously at the moment but they're being worked on and finally, we see it as a means to store energy. Um, so previously, we've had gas storage, obviously for methane, but you know you can also store hydrogen. We've got batteries at the short end of the market for quick response, but hydrogen gives an opportunity to, to store energy um, for longer term um, needs. So we see it as a very, very flexible project uh, product run. Yeah, so a lot of transformative potential, clearly. Um, I guess to play devil's advocate a little bit, you know, is there a, a risk of this being another false dawn? You know, we've seen excitement about hydrogen's potential in the past, I think it's fair to say, which, you know, maybe didn't really come to as much as people might have hoped. You know, what, why do you feel it's kind of different this time around? I think um, we've had, as you say, we've had several false dawns. I mean, we've got quite excited about it before several times. I think this time around, um, the, the, the focus on hydrogen and other um, clean energy sources like carbon capture, for example, is being driven by the, the net zero targets that we're seeing emerge from governments, from the EU, from the individual countries. And I think whichever way you cut the analysis, it's very difficult to see how you can get to, to net zero without these new energy technologies. Um, so I think this time, hopefully, um, and, and we believe anyway, that this is the time for hydrogen. Okay, so obviously a kind of vital area of focus and clearly we'll, we'll need a kind of significant financing attached to that. You know, what are some of the risks and, and challenges of financing uh, the development of hydrogen energy technologies, which, you know, as kind of we've alluded to, are still, you know, still emerging in, in certain senses? Yeah, two, two main areas here. The first one is clearly cost. Um, you know, as with other green technologies, including renewables at the beginning, um, hydrogen because it's either produced from renewables or from um, method, steam methane reformation with carbon capture, is relatively expensive compared to the energy sources it's replacing. 
So there's a need to address that cost gap and different governments are looking at this in different ways in terms of um, subsidy mechanisms or support mechanisms. So, you know, we believe that's starting to be addressed. And certainly in the UK, we should see hydrogen business models emerging from government soon, which aim to address that. The second part of the challenge, I guess, is is the circularity between hydrogen production and hydrogen demand. So at the moment, we're in a situation where there isn't um, significant hydrogen production outside of the oil and gas industry. Um, so there's a need to invest in, in actually producing the product, but equally there's, there isn't the demand in the new sectors that we see coming um, because there's no production of, of relatively cheap hydrogen. So breaking that circularity, I think, is also important in terms of getting projects off the ground and getting projects funded. But I think if the business models address both of those points, there's significant interest in the uh, the bank market for these projects. You know, we, you know, we're obviously very interested, but we see our peers in the industry as well on on the debt and the equity side being, you know, very very interested in this as a future product for um, for investment. Mm, okay, so you've mentioned the kind of challenges there and, and some of the areas that need to be addressed, but you've also hinted that there is that kind of appetite more more broadly you know within the investor community is there in, so is there interest from from them you know at a kind of topic level and is the risk appetite there you know as you say once some of these kind of initial hurdles well i don't want to play them down hurdles have been um, kind of overcome yeah there is and and every every you know, when when we're certainly talking to our clients our traditional clients you know most of the the oil majors a lot of the energy companies are now focused on hydrogen so they're working in a very constructive way with government around the world to try to develop the business models. And I think that's um, the progress that's being made there is reflected in the finance community as well. Um, you know, both on the debt side and, and institutional investors, we, we see a, a, a huge potential, um, you know, wall of financing for hydrogen once those challenges are met. You know, I think it could be, you know, equal to, to offshore wind, for example, which has been very mm. successful in raising capital on on some very supportive business models and hydrogen we see being the same in the same sort of position where the investments required to develop scale which then leads to cost reduction and it becomes a um, a self-sustaining industry Mm. so you know clearly a lot of optimism and and um and and interest in this area as you say you know what really needs to happen now to kind of see a, a significant upscaling in in financing in this area do you think I think the key is creating those those business models. I mean, we've seen a lot coming out of the UK government in terms of how they aim to support the industry with, um, you know, CFD type mechanisms, maybe, um, and addressing the the supply demand issues. So creating the market. I think we are also seeing quite a lot of um, uh, traction in the Middle East where they're trying to work out the business models as well. Maybe different business models for the NOCs and, and other um, developers in the Middle East to, to create the same sort of industry and, and capitalize on, on the cheap resource they've got in terms of production. And you know, if we look at the demand base, um, certainly in Japan uh, and other Asian economies, which are, are intended to be big consumers of hydrogen, there's also work going on in, in how they set up the hydrogen economy in those countries how they link into into the cheap supply bases and you know how you square off the the cost so is it a supply subsidy or a demand subsidy and um, it's required but you know we're quite optimistic that based on the work that's being done in in terms of exploring shipping um on the business models uh, and you know how the uh, relationships work between supply and demand 
you know, I think we're optimistic that those problems will be solved and we'll be able to move, move forward with um, significant scale. Great. Well, clearly an exciting area and hopefully a lot of um, big developments to come. You know, thanks so much for sharing your views and experiences with us today, Alan. And that's all for this podcast, but you can keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify and Acast and follow our discussions at thebanker.com forward slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.